crowdsourcing design contests good or bad for the creative industry and are they recommended for designers to earn money and improve their skills i'm martin pahiniak graphic designer instructor and founder of yes i'm a designer we are teaching creative tools and techniques and provide inspiration to anyone interested in graphic design and illustration. In this episode, I will be joined by my wife and business partner Shumi Perhiniak, and we will be discussing the benefits and downsides of crowdsourcing design contests. Shumi started her creative career by entering and winning several contests on 99designs, and she will be sharing a lot of best practices for anyone planning to enter and win crowdsourcing projects. And before we get started, I just wanted to clarify that this show wasn't sponsored by 99designs or any other platforms. When did you first start crowdsourcing or how many years ago was the first time you tried it out? When I started my career as a graphic designer about seven years ago now, I had no experience in design at all. And obviously we had met at that time and I knew you were really passionate about design and you kind of pushed me to pursue it because you could see the potential. Yeah. So I was I was learning online on my own um, from course sites, um, teaching design. But at that time, there wasn't many platform that allowed for you to take on pro- proper projects or real client briefs. I know we do it now, yes, I'm a designer, but at that time there wasn't anything. So when I did um, discover 99designs, I was actually really excited because it was the first chance where I can take on everything that I learned online, but apply it on real projects. And I was really excited because I could really choose, pick and choose projects that I wanted to work on. Mm. Um, I initially started off doing book cover design because I was really passionate about that and then moved on to stationery, etc. But yes, moving on forward, uh, I felt like it was a good way for me to not only improve my portfolio, it allowed me to work on real briefs and get feedback from clients and in, in general just become a confident designer. And I remember that uh, you found this site. I didn't even know about it because you were looking for ways to just put to practice whatever you've learned. I remember you went through so many courses. Like myself, I studied design also. Uh, I studied it at university as well, but it was more pro- product design, so less graphic design. So I had to actually take also online courses. Back then it was more like when I started it, it was more DVDs. I also wanted to put the things that I've learned into practice as soon as possible. The, the longer you wait, the more you forget. The exercises normally that come with an online course, like our courses as well, gives you the exercises that we cover. And sometimes we provide more than what we actually cover. But even that is limited compared to the, the variety of projects you can find on sites like uh, 99designs. So I remember... I was trying to give you projects to work on, just come up with fake projects. But now there's actually even sites specifically for that, where it's not a contest, but just projects that they just made up. 
What are these sites? Did, can you recommend a few? I think uh, there are a few sites. Um, it's not really necessarily to do with uh, making money, like Briefbox. And I think there is also 99 Days of UI. I, I'm not sure. I can put these down on the course yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll put these in the links. Um, but there are a few sites where you only uh, design just to improve your s- uh, skills in general which is slightly different to crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing is great for designers who actually potentially want to win clients and make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, there, are, there are different ways to uh, take part in competitions and challenges and as well as crowdsourcing sites and all up great platforms to improve your skills and in- enhance your portfolio. Mm. So I think we can't really talk about this topic without mentioning the disadvantages and the negative side of uh, crowdsourcing in general, uh, which the most common argument that people would say, especially from the creative industry, that it is devaluing the work of creatives. Because essentially what is happening is that instead of a creative working directly with a client, you would be part of a much bigger group, an international group of creatives, all competing for the same work. And that the project itself might already be much less, I mean, what you can uh, earn from it than what you would be able to um, agree on if you find a client yourself. But the biggest disadvantage is not just that the, the, the projects are lower in value but also that if there's a hundred people taking part in a contest and only one wins that means that all the other 99 people uh no pun intended in this case with the number uh won't get any any money or monetary reward for their work in a way it's exploiting creatives but also a lot of people creatives are saying that crowdsourcing has an effect on the industry and it really is hard to um, earn or just just simply ask for the original like the the amount that they would normally charge for logo design like five ten years ago because crowdsourcing affected the industry and it devalued graphic design jobs specifically logo design i think is one of the type of work that is very common on these sites and it is hard to charge high amounts when you have sites like 99designs where you can get it for much less. This is a wide topic in general, but I do feel like you get pay, you pay what it's worth. For instance, logo design and branding, you can get a lot cheaper online, it's fine. But when an agency or a company charge a lot, it's not just the logo that they do, they probably do the whole branding itself. You know, like the Olympics was a massive campaign Mm -hmm. that they worked on. It wasn't just a logo. So that's why the agency charged quite a lot of money itself. Mm -hmm. But moving back to the crowdsourcing, I do feel like it can devalue uh, designers However, I do feel like it's great for new designers to gain clients. How would you win clients? How would you be able to do these briefs if there isn't resources sites like these available? Yeah, like I remember when I first started out and that these sites were not around or I was not aware of them yet. I remember what I used to do is simply go into companies with some of my work, a simple portfolio, and just simply tell them that, 
I, I can do these type of things. Are you interested? If I, if, do you want to work with me? And sometimes I would just offer them a simple job to do quickly, straight away, let's say on the same day. And then if they like it, they're more likely to continue work with me. And it actually worked, but, but it is again limited because I was in the capital and there was a lot of companies and businesses available. Um, and uh, it wasn't too hard to find even if I had to go to let's say 10 companies and out of that only one actually started working with me it was still not too difficult but if you live somewhere more remote um, there's no not many businesses around you then having something like these sites opens up the world to of you. course I think uh, the internet has really changed the industry itself I think a lot of people in especially Obviously, our audience are mainly from South Asia. Uh, your courses have reached people in India to Indonesia. And I think crowdsourcing also allows that reach people from these countries really can benefit from entering on crowdsourcing competitions because they wouldn't have that chance otherwise. Mm. We talked about the competitions, the money that you can win from it. It really depends where you are based geographically. Like if you're, let's say, if you're living in San Francisco, a project on these sites might not be much, but it goes a long way in a lot of uh, developing countries. Uh, as you said, um, Western countries like America and Europe, the money might not be enough to live on. However, this this can make a big difference to someone who would never have had the chance to work with uh, European or American clients. Hmm. I think 99design was a great way for me as well and I was I was obviously in Europe but I had a chance to work with clients in America and uh, we built a really good relationship that eventually he became like a client hmm. one of my first contests I had won yeah yeah so uh, no matter where you are these platforms really help you to to reach clients that you would never be able to find or otherwise yeah even know about mm, otherwise mm. so um yeah i think i think that's uh, although there can be a disadvantage in in terms of like devaluing uh, creatives work i think it's more of a positive in general i think so too i think it's in general it, it, it can devalue people's work and obviously established artists will feel like that already but they just need to start to remember how they started off mm. and i think crowdsourcing is a great platform for upcoming designers to really improve their skill set but also established artists who are working in the industry already it's a great way to earn extra cash as well as um, perhaps do a fun project that they would never have the chance to do otherwise. What do you think are like the dangers of entering crowdsourcing competitions? What should people be aware of or be careful of? Personally, when I first started out, I think uh, if I didn't make it, you know, in the final round or if I didn't get a really high rating, it would actually really crush my soul. And I think that is one of the main dangers. It can mentally demotivate you and you feel like you're not good enough. As creatives, we all suffer from that. We always feel like our work is not making it. You know, we just doubt ourselves all the time. And that's one of the main dangers is that psychologically it can really affect you. It's hard already as it is to uh, show your work, yeah. and especially when you're starting out. 
but uh, when you share your work in or enter these competitions you expect some kind of positive feedback at even at least just one star out of five yeah. or two that's already good you want assurance that you're going on the right direction and yeah. if you don't get any feedback from the client or if you don't get any likes it can really uh, demotivate you and you you might feel like you're not good enough yeah. but this is normal we i felt like that and i think i was quite lucky because obviously i had you to support me who you know you are also another designer so you could feel it whereas some people who are at home alone or they might not have that support from family is really really hard yeah so i think everyone needs to be prepared for the first couple of contests that they enter they might not get any uh, feedback or any ratings and that's like normal so they shouldn't feel upset about that that's like expected if you get good reviews and maybe even selected as a finalist in your first couple of contests that is brilliant that's great but you shouldn't be discouraged from doing it if you if you don't get at that attention very early on you should use it to do some research find out how the winning designers are different to you you know mm-hmm. really analyze others work one way to improve is to look at your um favorite artists see their work and i think you should treat 99 design the same way mm-hmm. see the winning designs and compare it to yours and that way you can really question your design and you can improve the next time you enter another one best way to learn is through watching others and 99 design is a good platform where you can actually see other entries mm. yeah yeah um we'll come back to talking about what type of contests mm-hmm. are best to enter but uh, first of all I, i also wanted to talk about another question that i have Do you think it's a good idea to focus entirely on doing crowdsourcing competitions and rely solely on it as a source of income especially for someone starting out? Personally I would say no. I think it can be a quite a difficult way to make a source of income, consistent income to make a living. To make a living, yes, because uh, although you can win one competition a month, there's no guarantee that you'll keep on winning. I think it's mm-hmm. good to do it as a side gig, so perhaps have another job. Mm-hmm. a full-time job whether I say a design job or another non-design related job but treat 99 design as a side hustle mm-hmm. if you get money extra money great and it's also good for your portfolio and just building your confidence but to rely heavily on an income as an income I think it can be quite um difficult risky mm, very yeah especially if someone let's say a student who just graduated and really relies on let's say they have to pay the rent they have to pay back student loan and all that and someone who's struggling to keep up with the bills i don't think it this is a good way to rely on solely but it's a good supporting income it's a good supporting income it's a great side gig but um as we just touched upon it earlier on depending where you are in the world uh, the money can go a long way definitely not in europe or uh, the states but i think if you get some side income it's not a bad idea to mm-hmm. keep on doing these competitions yeah so 
I think we both agree that it is not recommended to choose this as your main source of income, especially when you're starting out. However, if you are doing uh, crowdsourcing and, and it's working well and you can, you already find, let's say, on 99 designs, you already have a couple of clients that return and work with you, then eventually it can become a main role, plus something that you can do full time. And uh, we know of artists and uh, we, we read articles about them. Obviously, that's a much smaller uh, group of people who actually entirely can live off from doing these crowdsourcing projects. But that's like a, a possibility that you can see at the end. Yeah, and it, it takes years of building that up. Um, mm -hmm. The case studies that we've read about artists solely making a living through crowdsourcing sites, it took them years to get to that stage. So I think initially I would say no. However, if you keep on working on these competitions and you can see repeat clients coming in, winning contests, then perhaps maybe you can make a, make a living through 99design. Mm -hmm. Or others. Or others, yes. Sites. And uh, is it better, do you think, to choose one platform and... Uh, and get to know it as much as possible and really like build up a portfolio on that site. Or maybe it's good to test out different sites like Talent House mm -hmm. or Creative Allies or whichever other site you, you can think of. Do you think it's good to test multiple sites out at the beginning or focus on one? I think you should test out as many as you like, mm -hmm. uh, test out, see which one works. And I, 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 I still do that. I, I discover new ones every, mm. you know, as often as I can. And uh, if I like it, I would look into it further. Each platform has uh, different rules, different mm. terms. Uh, you have to figure out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a ha handful of uh, sites that I really like personally, mm -hmm. but it might not appeal to others. So yeah. I think it's good to do your market research and find out which platform appeals to you the most. Mm. And if you want to find out more about these platforms, uh, go and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we have the uh, Is Crowdsourcing Good or Bad video, which lists all of these, so you can find the links there. But we will also include these links uh, here on the podcast. So another thing I wanted to talk about is what happens when you are not winning a competition. Was that a complete waste of your time to take part? Or is it actually not the end of the world? And is it actually still valuable that this time you spent? I think uh, if you don't win a contest, if you don't uh, make it the cut, it's not a big problem. Use it as an experience to improve and learn. However, if you feel like your work is really good, you just didn't make the cut, you can repurpose it for personal projects, add it to your portfolio, sell it on stock sites, or open your own stationery range. It's just an example, but I think you can repurpose the work. But mm -hmm. please check the terms of the uh, projects you are doing. Mm -hmm. If you have an NDA and if the client um, doesn't want you to reshare it, there might be issues, but you need to check the project yourself. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, if you're not winning and they're not it's using your, your work, it is yours. You have and the you complete can right. it, as you said. Definitely. And also, let's not forget the fact that the time you spent, even if you're not winning, just to go back to the beginning, what I said, it's 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 a way of learning. Mm -hmm. So the project that you entered still gave you a way to practice 
things and and it gave you a motivation to do something because one thing that if you are trying to practice let's say drawing you want to become good at illustration um it is really hard to choose things that you should practice on and taking part in a competition like this gives you a direction a focus a brief and then it really pushes you like even for myself uh, i want to improve my drawing and illustration skills so although i don't really need to enter these contests i find it a really good way of pushing myself like i would never find time otherwise because i'm too busy doing all kinds of other things uh but to be able to just squeeze in some time uh i feel like having these contests like talent house for example coming up with contests that are really uh close to the things i like my interests uh just recently the peaky blinders season five contest once i found it i was like oh my god i really need to do this and uh it really pushed me to do a portrait which took me around six hours and i would never have that time like i don't have an hour in a day normally uh but uh because i had that contest it really motivated me to do something that i i i feel like i need to improve on and i i would love to spend more time on yeah and you you as you said you didn't do it for the money you did it because it was a passion project yeah you would never have that time or you wouldn't force yourself to do it but because others were doing it it was encouraging and it really inspired you to take part in it so I think again uh, just to summarize these competitions if you don't win it's not a waste of time at all think of it as a way to improve and enhance your career in the long run yeah yeah and of course we talked about the fact that you can include these projects in your portfolio so even if you don't win that's not a problem you can still show it as your work uh again just check the the contract with whichever uh, platform you are on make sure that you're not crossing anything or not going against any of the rules that they had but by including these in your portfolio especially when you're starting out it's a great way to just grow the amount of work you have and show your style i got my first design job ever through mainly showing my portfolio which i had collected through 99 design Mm. other than that i didn't have much work to show at all Mm. 99 design allowed me to showcase a variation in my portfolio from a, a book cover design to website design to logo design and as an employer they want to see that they want to see they want to hire someone who can do a bit of everything yeah yeah so that's another huge benefit uh, especially for people starting out and do you think it is better to practice on crowdsourcing projects and continue including those in your portfolio or is it better to do more personal projects that self-initiated something that you are interested in or maybe a mixture of both I think a healthy mix is really good. Um, when I was uh, starting out, I would do these competitions, but I also designed things that I wanted to do. Employers actually like that. They want to see your personality on your portfolio. They want to see what you're capable of and kind of have an idea of your style. 
So showing both personal projects as well as client projects are a great way to stand out. So to come back to a bit of more the uh, technical side of doing crowdsourcing projects or entering them, specifically, let's just say 99designs, mm-hmm. uh, what are the recommended projects or what are the recommended features of projects that you think people who are just starting out should choose? I think if you want to get into graphic design, purely graphic design, you should try and um, show variation from editorial to print, so web or app design or something a bit more fun, um, show, show some illustration as well. A healthy mix is a good way to get your first design job or perhaps improve into a middle wage senior designer. Mm-hmm. So a mix of different work and different industry is a quite good way forward just to show that you can do a bit of everything apart from the type of projects that you would choose let's just say logo design book cover and so on and so forth is there a way or are there other things that you would look out for like would you do blind contests or open contests would you make sure that it's guaranteed contests what are the other recommendations you would have I think if you are definitely uh, starting out, perhaps do an open contest where you can see other entries. Whereas if you are a confident designer and you don't want the threat of someone stealing your idea, because these are the things that can happen in 99design. I know we, we touched up on it on the video. Uh, so yeah, if you are quite confident and you're already in a senior position, I would probably do blind. Mm-hmm. If I was to enter a competition now, I tend to do blind contests because I'm actually confident in my style. I'm confident in my workload. So I feel like I can meet the brief mm-hmm. much better than when I was first starting out. Mm. Yeah, like if you are just starting out, seeing others work again helps the educational aspect because you're learning from them yeah and just to see if you're kind of meeting the brief when you are starting out it's kind of hard to read briefs because you just Mm. do the work based on what you like yeah you design for yourself not necessarily Mm. the client but as you start doing more and you start working in the agency or in-house roles you learn to work for a client or for a brand for a company Mm -hmm. these are the skills that you develop as you progress in your career so when you're first starting out open contest is great when you're an established designer i would say blind guaranteed contest because you don't want to waste your time since talking about uh, improving your skills um, on working on these type of projects what are the actual skills do you think you can develop apart from getting better using the software and uh, getting better at understanding briefs as we talked about it already. Do you think there's other skills that are improving when you are working on crowdsourcing projects? I think so. I think you can uh, develop healthy client relationship, learn to communicate with potential clients and uh, obviously tend to improve your timing and mm-hmm. speed of your workflow unfortunately in the real world there will be multiple projects happening at the same time whereas um, if you're working on a personal project you might give yourself a lot more time than you actually would in the real world mm-hmm. so entering this competition makes you 
become a faster designer. And uh, I guess if you choose to work on multiple projects, uh, crowdsourcing projects at the same time, uh, that's also a type of skill, juggling multiple yes, projects at the same time. Obviously, don't overwhelm yourself doing too many because then you won't be able to like properly do any of them. But if you're doing multiple, if you have the time for that, then that's also a skill you will need, especially in an agency role. Like we both had roles where we had to literally jump from one project to another, like work on four or five projects at the same time, revisions going back and forth. So that's again like a skill which just simply working on crowdsourcing projects can teach you also. Understanding of different industries as well. Uh, 99design is quite a good platform where you get clients from from fashion to corporate banking to uh, I don't know healthcare so it's good to work with very various sectors and understand that their market another interesting aspect of working on crowdsourcing projects is slightly similar to gamification but it has a very important role in the platform that you can actually increase or go up to a different level so you can reach higher levels you start off first as a as a beginner or i don't i don't actually remember the phrases or the terms that they use but you can go higher up and you for example yourself i think you passed the first level and you reach second one after a few wins it didn't even take you that long to get to that level reaching these higher levels will allow you to enter competitions which are only exclusively available to those higher levels but also gives you additional features uh, i know 99design has a really good list on this and i showed it in the video as well so whoever is interested can check it out do you think this is also an important motivation for people to continue doing crowdsourcing projects in general? Is this an important factor that you would keep in mind? Is this beneficiary or it doesn't really mean much? I, think, I do think a bit of a healthy competition is a good way forward, but it depends on the individual. If you're one of those people that don't like competitiveness or you, you feel overwhelmed, then it might not be a platform for you. Mm. I, I don't know. I think you have to have boundaries not to get too sucked into it. But you should also um, learn to take criticism, learn to be competitive because unfortunately it is a competitive industry. Mm. Yeah. Whether you work online or in-house or whatever. If you're working in an agency, you will have to pitch for that project. Obviously, you, you worked in an agency where you had to pitch for massive brands mm. and uh, sometimes sometimes you don't make it but this is part of the process even established designers have to you know compete well yeah i think i think it's a very smart um like system that it allows and also shows the growth in in creatives participating in these contests i think it's it's good to reward the people who really put the effort in and show it because first of all clients would understand the difference between someone who's just starting out or, or compared to someone who's maybe won a hundred projects it is like a badge of honor to show that yes i've i've 
manage to win so many projects and then obviously your rank is higher so i feel like that's a very good uh, system as well it might have some disadvantages which restricts people who are just starting out now compared to someone who's been doing it for so long uh, but in general i feel like it's a really good uh, system i agree as well i think it's a good system for uh, clients perspectives as well because they obviously want to use this platform to get good genuine work so they might put up a project where they only want the midway to i don't know senior designers to participate because they're quite serious on this and they don't want to waste their time so they just want valuable work that they can choose from now another interesting thing to uh, talk about i feel is that 99designs as an example is advertising itself and it's 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 making it clear that they are not only doing competitions. You can also hire and work with someone directly on a one-on-one basis. Mm-hmm. So you as a designer have the chance to work with the client without having the competition aspect uh, if the client chooses to work like that. And with you personally, it happened that you took part in a competition, you won, and then later on, the same client came back to you, but they wanted to work with you directly instead of running a competition. Because for a client, it is actually quite a lot of extra work to filter out hundreds of submissions uh, and then go through stages. So if they find someone that they like, and someone who already understands their brand or product, it's much easier to continue working with them and develop the relationship. My question is, is it a good idea to develop these type of relationships, the the one-on-one basis on platforms like 99designs? I think you should um, definitely try and establish a healthy relationship with a client. And if you um, enter a contest and you win, it's healthy to build a good relationship, understand their brand a bit more and tailor to their needs. Because if you, if they're happy with you at this early stage, there's a chance that they will come back to you. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, they can, you can become their re- regular designer and then essentially do regular work for them and get money without having to go through the whole process again of mm-hmm. entering competitions. So yes, I do agree that building a client relationship is healthy not just on crowdsourcing platforms but in general whenever you do a project try your best to keep a good healthy relationship if you don't want to work with a client and you don't feel like the relationship is moving on forward or you get irritated by them then it it's probably best not to even work with them and I think uh, these things are easier to filter out on platforms like 99designs than when you're meeting someone in person. Mm-hmm. It's harder to say no and when you meet someone well, and you know, know someone, someone yeah. or someone local, uh, a business that's close to you, then, then you probably would end up See seeing each them other. Mm. Uh, then to someone you've never met. But if if you meet a client on a platform like the 99designs, and you end up continue working, so it becomes a repeat client. Mm-hmm. Do you think it is actually possible to have a very strong connection to a client without ever seeing them, without ever meeting them, and literally just working off from briefs and feedback? I think uh, when you build a relationship, if someone likes your work and you get along and you understand their brand, that relationship 
you know, will continue to grow. You, you've worked with clients for over 10 years. If you are doing the job well, they will always come back to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have several clients that uh, I've been working with for years, uh, some of which like over 10 years. And uh, most of the things we do online um, with that client and um, we literally know each other so well by now that uh, they don't even have to really tell me what they want. They just send me the usual work. I do it and then a quick review and it's done. I think this having this opportunity on a platform uh, which normally is known for crowdsourcing is j- again just making it even more valuable to to invest your time in building your portfolio on a site like 99designs yeah and I, I do personally I, I feel really strongly about this I do feel like 99design and they're not even sponsoring this podcast at no, all no. it's an amazing platform where they pay fairly Mm. as you would in a real real life project i think the money is actually quite good Mm. so to summarize um can we can we like specify or define who should enter a a crowdsourcing contest and uh, and what can they get out of it firstly i think it's great for newbies so anyone who is starting out in design or uh, someone who's uh, thinking of changing their career and is passionate about design so I think new designers are a great way to improve your skills and improve your design in general and I also think that it's actually good for established artists who are perhaps working in an agency or already has an in-house design role but they are looking for a personal side project where they want to enter a design competition that they're passionate about. Similar to what you had done with uh, Talent House, you've got a you know you've got a company and you're fine financially, but you wanted to do it to personally improve your skills. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. I think no matter your skill level, I think these platforms are great. I, I agree that it is recommended for all levels, but I think the most beginners will be able to take uh, out from it. They can benefit the most from it. Not complete beginners, I would say. So, so if you haven't done anything uh, with design, you, haven't, you don't know any of the design applications, it would be too hard to compete and it would be very discouraging as we talked about it before. I think you should have definitely experience in using the Creative Cloud um, for at least a year mm-hmm. or like six months. You know, just really understand the software, play around with some personal projects. When you feel confident, when you've shared your works on social media and you get good feedback from your you know, family and friends, it might be a good way to just try out 99design. So yeah, don't don't use this as the first No, because you would just cry every night. <laughs> I think it's healthy to understand the software and do some personal projects before moving on to doing proper competitions. So another final thought that I would be interested to hear what you think about, but first I'm going to say what I, what my opinion is, whether the crowdsourcing in general, uh, crowdsourcing design contests are good or bad for the creative industry. Um, so my personal take, you can also listen to it in the video, is that I feel like it is great in general. However, it has those aspects that 
um, like most creative prof- professionals would argue that it's actually devaluing uh, work and so on and so forth. I think it has its purpose. It has its role in the creative industry. And uh, I don't think it is actually causing more harm than benefit. In general, I think it's, it's, it's a great addition that helps, uh, for example, developing countries people from developing countries have have more chance to work for clients that they would never be able to uh, uh, access or have access to Uh, they can earn uh, really good money especially in their own uh, currencies uh, which goes a long way Uh, that's a huge advantage but i think it also has a good effect in the on the environment Uh, i always talk about this in general but it it literally makes it possible for people to work from home which if we are looking at it on a global scope it means that uh, there's a lot of uh, transportation saved so uh, the fuel used to get from one place to another is not needed so basically there's less pollution and uh, less footprint thanks to crowdsourcing so this is just again one of those many new technologies that wasn't available in the past that can help to have a greener future yeah. and I, and i really believe that is very important in in like in the long run i agree with you and i'm also obviously uh, we we always talk about this that we really appreciate where we are in life and having been brought up in the developing world and especially from you know coming from a you know asian background immigrant family being born uh, raised in the uk I feel really fortunate and I think it's great that these platforms allow people from India, Bangladesh, Philippines to participate and feel part of the global community. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, unfair for the the Western world to get further in life and have access to a lot of things. Um, previously, it, you know, it, it was quite unfair, whereas now I feel like these countries have the same chance to grow Mm, yeah yeah so i think it's not fair as you said that you have to live in cities like london or san francisco or new york to be really like an established creative you should be able to achieve that from anywhere from a village as long as you have access to internet internet and basic tools you don't even need like the most uh, expensive tools and you don't even need to have creative cloud because there's there's free equivalents to pretty much all of the tools nowadays and they are, they are really good um, you can actually start out with not much to to own and still uh, make a living maybe and and then eventually maybe get recognized and then then stand on your own two feet without relying on crowdsourcing exactly i think sites like crowdsourcing even you know behance they are amazing platforms to get a global reach and Mm. make the design world smaller Mm. in a way and uh, give people everyone the chance to create well thank you very much for discussing this topic with me you're welcome i hope you found this episode of yes i'm a designer podcast useful and will motivate you to keep on learning whatever you decide to master subscribe to our newsletter if you want to be notified about our latest projects and receive weekly doses of inspiration and insight into the creative industry subscribe to our channel on youtube and watch our weekly videos released every monday 
And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Don't forget to send us an email to info at yesimadesigner.com if you have anything to share or say about this episode, or if you want to propose future topics for us to cover in the podcast. If you want to start learning from us, we recommend to join our pro membership, which will give you access to all of our courses and a lot of premium features like getting personalized reviews of your submitted designs. You can find links in the description to all of our platforms and everything else related to the things we talked about in this show. Thanks a lot for listening and have fun learning.